0: SECTION 29 OF EXPOSITORY THOUGHTS ON THE GOSPEL OF ST. MARK BY J. C. RYLE CHAPTER 7 VERSES 14 TO 23 THE HEART THE TRUE SOURCE OF IMPURITY This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Mark, chapter 7, verses 14 to 23. And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. There is nothing from without a man, that entering into him can defile him, but the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he saith unto them, Are ye so without understanding also? Do ye not perceive THAT WHATSOEVER THING FROM WITHOUT ENTERETH INTO MAN, IT CANNOT DEFILE HIM, BECAUSE IT ENTERETH NOT INTO HIS HEART, BUT INTO THE BELLY, AND GOETH OUT INTO THE draught, PURGING ALL MEATS. AND HE SAID, THAT WHICH COMETH OUT OF THE MAN, THAT DEFILETH THE MAN. FOR FROM WITHIN, OUT OF THE HEART OF MEN, PROCEED EVIL THOUGHTS, ADULTERIES, FORNICATIONS, MURDERS, THEFTS, COVETOUSNESS, WICKEDNESS, DECEIT lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. We see in the beginning of this passage how slow of understanding men are in spiritual things. Hearken, says our Lord to the people, hearken unto me every one of you, and understand. Are ye so without understanding? He says to His disciples, Do you not perceive? The corruption of human nature is an universal disease. It affects not only a man's heart, will, and conscience, but his mind, memory, and understanding. The very same person who is quick and clever in worldly things will often utterly fail to comprehend the simplest truths of Christianity. He will often be unable to take in the plainest reasonings of the gospel. HE WILL SEE NO MEANING IN THE CLEAREST STATEMENTS OF EVANGELICAL DOCTRINE. THEY WILL SOUND TO HIM EITHER FOOLISH OR MYSTERIOUS. HE WILL LISTEN TO THEM LIKE ONE LISTENING TO A FOREIGN LANGUAGE, CATCHING A WORD HERE AND THERE, BUT NOT SEEING THE DRIFT OF THE WHOLE. THE WORLD BY WISDOM KNOWS NOT GOD. First CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 1, VERSE 21. IT HEARS, BUT IT DOES NOT UNDERSTAND. WE MUST PRAY DAILY FOR THE TEACHING OF THE HOLY GHOST if we would make progress in the knowledge of divine things. Without him, the mightiest intellect and the strongest reasoning powers will carry us but a little way. In reading the Bible and hearing sermons, everything depends on the spirit in which we read and hear. A humble, teachable, childlike frame of mind is the grand secret of success. Happy is he who often says with David, Teach me thy statutes. Psalm 119, verse 64 such an one will understand as well as hear. We see, in the second place, from this passage, that the heart is the chief source of defilement and impurity in God's sight. Moral purity does not depend on washing or not washing, touching things or not touching them, eating things or not eating them, as the scribes and Pharisees taught. There is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him but things which come out of him, these are they that defile the man. There is a deep truth in these words which is frequently overlooked. Our original sinfulness and natural inclination to evil are seldom sufficiently considered. The wickedness of men is often attributed to bad examples, bad company, peculiar temperaments, and the snare of the devil. It seems forgotten that every man carries within him a fountain of wickedness. We need no bad company to teach us and no devil to tempt us in order to run into sin. We have within us the beginning of every sin under heaven. We ought to remember this in the training and education of children. In all our management we must never forget that the seeds of all mischief and wickedness are in their hearts. It is not enough to keep boys and girls at home and shut out every outward temptation. They carry within them a heart ready for any sin And until that heart is changed, they are not safe, whatever we do. When children do wrong, it is a common practice to lay all the blame on bad companions. But it is mere ignorance, blindness, and foolishness to do so. Bad companions are a great evil, no doubt, and an evil to be avoided as much as possible. But no bad companion teaches a boy or girl half as much sin as their own hearts will suggest to them, unless they are renewed by the Spirit the beginning of all wickedness is within. If parents were half as diligent in praying for their children's conversion as they are in keeping them from bad company, their children would turn out far better than they do. The common arguments against public school education appear to me based on forgetfulness of our Lord's teaching about the heart. Unquestionably, there are many evils in public schools, however carefully conducted. It must needs be so. We must expect it. But it is no less true that there are great dangers in private education, and dangers in their kind quite as formidable as any which beset a boy at public school. Of course no universal rule can be laid down. Regard must be had to individual character and temperament. But to suppose, as some seem to do, that boys educated at public schools must turn out ill, and boys educated at home must turn out well, is surely not wise. It is forgetting our Lord's doctrine, that the heart is the principal source of evil. Without a change of heart, a boy may be kept at home, and yet learn all manner of sin. We see, in the last place, from this passage, what a black catalogue of evils the human heart contains. Out of the heart of men, says our Lord, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts covetousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within. Let us distinctly understand, when we read these words, that our Lord is speaking of the human heart generally. He is not speaking only of the notorious profligate or the prisoner in the jail. He is speaking of all mankind, all of us, whether high or low, rich or poor, masters or servants, old or young, learned or unlearned. All of us have by nature such a heart as Jesus here describes. The seeds of all the evils here mentioned lie hid within us. They may lie dormant all our lives. They may be kept down by the fear of consequences, the restraint of public opinion, the dread of discovery, the desire to be thought respectable, and, above all, by the almighty grace of God. But every man has within him the root of every sin. How humble we ought to be when we read these verses. We are all as an unclean thing in God's sight. Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6 He sees in each one of us countless evils which the world never sees at all, for he reads our hearts. Surely of all the sins to which we are liable, self-righteousness is the most unreasonable and unbecoming, How thankful we ought to be for the Gospel when we read these verses. That Gospel contains a complete provision for all the wants of our poor, defiled natures. The blood of Christ can cleanse us from all sin. The Holy Ghost can change even our sinful hearts, and keep them clean when changed. The man that does not glory in the Gospel can surely know little of the plague that is within him. How watchful we ought to be when we remember these verses! what a careful guard we ought to keep over our imaginations, our tongues, and our daily behavior. At the head of the black list of our heart's contents stand evil thoughts. Let us never forget that. Thoughts are the parents of words and deeds. Let us pray daily for grace to keep our thoughts in order, and let us cry earnestly and fervently, Lead us not into temptation. End of section 29